An abysmal month kept getting worse for the Red Sox. It continued Thursday as one of the key pieces from the Mookie trade was designated for a sign in order to make room for Mazataka Yoshida on the 40-man roster. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Red Sox is brought to you by Built Bar, Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, Coconut Brownie Topper. There are new flavors from Built Bar, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. There's candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they are incredibly good tasting. They're good for you. They taste very, very good. You know how much I love Built Bar by this point. Anything to do with cookie dough. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Just sink your teeth into that first bite of these new Built Bar flavors and you will be happy you did so. We have an offer for you because you have got to try these Built Bars. If you head on over to Built.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON15. You will get 15% off your order. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I am your host, Nessens Lauren Willand. I'm flying solo today. Jake is in Dallas for work. He will be back next week. And today we're going to talk about the, the month that has just becoming very bad for the Red Sox, or just keeps getting worse for the Red Sox. December has not been kind to the team, has not been kind to the fans. I mean, it hasn't been kind to the team for the consequences of their own actions, but the Red Sox held another press conference on Thursday, and it was another press conference that was just overshadowed kind of by negativity and what could have been, I guess you could say. So Yoshida officially was introduced Thursday at Fenway Park. He seemed super excited to be here. But in order to make room for him on that 40-man roster, the Red Sox DFA Jeter Downs, who was one of the key pieces in that Mookie Betts trade. Oh, God. High and Bloom. Good job. Good job, High and Bloom. What a mess. Downs likely will head to AAA, but it's just another ugly mark on High and Bloom's time here with the Red Sox. And then Lou Marloni had a tweet that said, if, if the Red Sox knew if this was the plan like to get Jeter Downs off the roster in order to make room, for Yoshida, why wouldn't you do this before the Rule 5 draft? Protect Thaddeus Ward and maybe trade him and use that as kind of leverage? I don't know. Just what what are the Red Sox doing? The theme of December, the theme of the offseason, what are the Red Sox doing? Anyway, Yoshida started his presser by saying that he doesn't speak English, and he said this in English, and he prepared an English opener, and he said that he wants to learn and wants to teach his children, and it was a really, really great opening. And he seems, like I said, very excited to be here. Chaim Bloom, Sam Kennedy, and Scott Boris were all on hand for the press conference. And it was just, you know, your everyday press conference when these players get introduced. And then Bloom said that Yoshida likely will bat leadoff, something he's never done while in Japan, and also play left field for basically a majority of the season. He'll be the team's left fielder. And there really hasn't been a legitimate leadoff hitter for this team really since Mookie Betts. They did try to kind of get away from him in 2019. That didn't work. Kike Hernandez, Trevor Story, Jaron Duran, 
Rob Rushnutter, Franchi Cordero, all of those players also were in the leadoff spot at one point for the Red Sox. So it's just been a very bad trial and error. So if you Yoshida can do it, that's great. However, <laughs> here we go. The funny part of this press conference, funny, funny, haha, funny, weird, I, I funny, uncomfortable. Yoshida disagreed with that and said he's never hit leadoff before and he is not confident in his abilities to do so. Bloom disagreed with that and said and did say nothing was set in stone. So it was just like, who? what is going on? You clearly did not talk to him beforehand about what his role was with this team. Offensive-wise, I mean, I'm sure that they talked about outfield. He was an outfielder, so there's no reason to think that would change, right? We'll get into that in just a minute. But Bloom said this had not been discussed with Yoshida in advance. What are we doing here? How are you not talking to your player about how you want them to be a role for this team? And where you see them in the lineup, batting leadoff is a pretty big role, especially for a team like the Red Sox who have not had a leadoff hitter in a little while. Why are you not communicating that to him? It just was, that was, I was like, oh God, this is not going to be good. Because imagine coming into a press conference and learning that you might bat leadoff for a team that's already spiraling and not being told of that beforehand. There is a lot of pressure on a leadoff hitter. And then the whole basically full-time outfielder thing. Have the Red Sox actually read any of the scouting reports on Yoshida? Because they all have him as a better offensive player than a defensive one. And he's going to be in left field at Fenway Park. Yes, there's not as much ground to cover in left field. But if you're not familiar with it, it can be very detrimental. Hello, Blake Swihart, anyone? Yes, he was not an outfielder, but that, that's a whole nother topic. And I hope he succeeds. I do hope that he is a, a better defender than he has been in his career. But it just continues to add to the whole theme here of, what in the world are the Red Sox doing? We will keep asking that question about what the Red Sox are doing as soon as I tell you about why it is important to drive sober because if you're hanging out with some friends and putting a few back, a few drinks becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think of calling a ride, but no, no, no. You live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal, right? What are the odds that you get pulled over anyway, especially if you're that close to home? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, your job, you total your car. Oh, hey, maybe you kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still does not stop people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there looking for impaired drivers on our roads to help keep us safe and to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. There's Ubers, there's Lyfts, there's taxis. There are several different options besides getting behind the wheel while you're under the influence. It only takes one choice to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So the theme of the offseason is what in the world are the Red Sox doing? And yes, with this whole Yoshida press conference of being like, oh yeah, he'll bat lead off. Wait, I don't know. I, I've never done that. What do you mean? Oh yeah, he'll play the outfield, someone something that's not really mentioned in his scouting reports. And again, it's always that it's always about his offense. It's never about his defense and his ability to play in the field. So Scott Boris was on hand for the press conference. He does represent Yoshida, who just so happened to get the deal done with the Yankees and Carlos Rodon while he was at Fenway Park. But afterward, Alex Spear of the Boston Globe had tweeted that Boris, and I think this is one thing that really stuck out with me was implying that the Red Sox weren't as aggressive in their offer to Bogarts because the team is excited about Marcelo Meyer. Now, it's important to note that this was implied. This was something that Alex Spears said that was said off to the side, not during the press conference, but off to the side. Listen, great. 
be excited about Meyer. I'm excited about him too, but he's what, two, maybe three years, maybe even four years before we even think about him at the major league baseball level. Also, you had a shortstop, a silver slugger shortstop, a World Series champion shortstop, an all-star shortstop already on your team. Figure it out with Meyer when he's ready. He's got 25 games, 116 plate appearances at high A. So are there are they really in on Swanson then? Probably not. It's probably just more like, oh yeah, yeah, we're in. We're the interest king. So we're going to be interested in him because if you're that excited about him, you're not going after Swanson. Now, Meyer is not represented by Boris, so maybe that's some of that has to do with it too. But if you're letting an all-star shortstop go for a hype prospects, yikes. Prospects don't always work out. And now there's even more eyes on Meyer. Now there's even more pressure on Meyer. That's not fair to him. That shouldn't be his burden to carry. And also, he's homegrown talent. So guess what? He'll probably be gone in a few years anyway once fans really start to love him. There's no guarantee he's going to work out. And he might, he very well may be the next star shortstop of the Red Sox, the next shortstop of MLB. There's just no guarantee he's going to pan out. So just another mark on the Red Sox and just what are they doing? What in the world are they doing? Because all the teams around them, the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Yankees, every single team, the Orioles who are interested in Michael Waka, they're getting better. And the Red Sox are not. They are not getting better. Their bullpen is better, but that's it. And even then, you still have Ryan Brazier in there. You have Matt Strom off to the Phillies, who's saying he wanted to go there because they wanted to win. Do the Red Sox not want to win? It really doesn't seem like it. And it's just a big old, big old mess. Let's hurry up and get to 2023 so we can leave this 2022 behind us, and especially this December. Thank you for tuning in to this very quick episode of Locked on Red Sox. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts is where you can find us. You can also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox, Jake at Jake Iggy, and then me, La 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 Lauren, three lods, Lauren with four R's. And be sure to check out all the other shows across the Locked on Network, Locked on MLB, Locked on Yankees, Locked on Giants. A lot of things are happening, a lot of good things happening for other teams, just not the Boston Red Sox. But we will be back next week. We're going to keep our eye on every single rumor. We're going to discuss more about Yoshida, what he can bring to this team, maybe more Boris's comments, and just everything in between that is this Red Sox offseason. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you again on Monday. And until then, let's go Red Sox.